We notice the irony here, or significance depending on how you look at it. A story about walking by faith told by a woman who has dealt with significant pain from, well, walking. Tiffany Rockhold has worked in the music business for 21 years, empowering bands like Sanctus Real, Jimmy Needham, Russia Fools, and Sarah Reeves. She's been involved in a lot of meaningful and exciting projects over the course of her career. But behind the scenes, she was dealing with a shocking diagnosis, a double hip replacement in her early 30s and working through chronic pain. Her journey will definitely inspire you. So stick around even all the way to the end because she shares incredible practical advice for anyone walking through pain of all kinds. She knows because she's lived it. This is the non-exclusive podcast. Stories that remind you you're not the only one. Hosted by Rebe and Candice. Do you have a creative goal for this year? We believe you can do it. And like we always say on this podcast, don't do it alone. Let's talk about it and encourage each other. That's why we're so excited to partner with Craftbox Creative. This is a new online group that's going to help you reach those creative goals. Our friend Hannah Moyer is the mastermind behind this. She was actually on this podcast, season one, episode six. And in that episode, she says, your community is your secret weapon. That is so true in life and is so true of this group. It's your new secret weapon for all of your creative endeavors. So Craftbox Creative is a space to learn, grow, celebrate, and heal. It's a space to explore your creativity and to meet others in the same place, yet from different backgrounds. When you join the group, you'll see monthly themes, journal prompts, problem-solving forums, and opportunities to promote your creative work. Join today by heading to www.hjm.com social slash craft box or by clicking the link in the show notes. Without further ado, I'm so excited to introduce you to my dear friend, Tiffany Rockhold. In April of 2002, I was 20 years old and after two years of misdiagnosis of a groin muscle pull, I was diagnosed with a form of arthritis called psoriatic arthritis in my right hip. The psoriatic arthritis comes from a skin disease called psoriasis, which I had had since I was seven years old. Had no idea there was ever a correlation between having arthritis and having a skin disease, but there is. So by the time I was diagnosed with the arthritis, the cartilage in my right hip was almost non-existent. So the bones were rubbing against each other, which was why I was in constant pain. It felt as if someone was stabbing my leg over and over in the groin area. That set off a stream of emotions of being a 20-year-old walking through something that my grandparents had. I remember so vividly getting the diagnosis. I had stayed home from college that day because I'd been in so much pain and had been in the ER for a while trying to figure out what in the world was happening to my body after two years of going through physical therapy and going to a chiropractor and going, there's got to be something more because this is not getting better. That afternoon, I got a phone call from the hospital saying that they had had some additional people look at my scans and they asked if I had psoriasis. And I said, yes, but what does that have to do with the pain in my groin? And they said, well, it looks like you have a form of arthritis that comes from the psoriasis. And all of the cartilage in your hip is pretty much gone at this point. I remember 
obviously being shocked going, what in the world? How does this happen? I'm only 20 years old. Okay. I remember I had recently heard the song Walk by Faith by Jeremy Camp um, and his testimony of losing his first wife to cancer. He was a signed artist and the song was on a compilation that I had been sent. And he shared the journey of what he and his first wife had walked through. And I remember he said that his first wife said that if what she walked through while having cancer brought one person to the Lord, that it would be worth it. And at that moment, thankfully, God, because he's so good, he reminded me of that story. And I remember going, okay, Lord, I have a feeling this is not going to be an easy journey. I have a feeling it's going to be really painful, but I want to walk by faith in this. And as I was looking back at my journals, as I was preparing for this, I found a journal entry that I wrote right after the diagnosis. And I wrote, I don't know how a 20 year old gets arthritis, but I know that you have a purpose for this and I want to be able to use it for your glory. It definitely scares me and I don't want to have this, but I want you to use this. So more than anything, I I hope my journey of walking by faith through chronic pain is something that points people back to Jesus because I've experienced his faithfulness over and over throughout this journey. So back to the time of the day of when I got diagnosed, um, that set off a stream of events, including finding a rheumatologist, um, figuring out what the best course of action was. I ended up on a lot of medications, you name it, for arthritis, and I was on it. The goal was to keep me from having surgery as long as possible because of my age. At the time, hip replacements didn't last a very long amount of time. So my doctor was concerned that I, because of my age, I'd have to have multiple ones over my lifetime. And he was trying to prevent that from happening. So I was on a lot of medications, had to get testing done every month. Um, this is all while I was, I was in school full time. I was working full time and led ministries at our church with our student ministries. And I was involved in concert promotions. So life was really busy. I definitely didn't let my disease get me down at all. And I didn't stop living life at all. I just wanted to figure out how to live life with the arthritis. So fast forward a few years to where um, the pain was had just intensified and I was having to walk with a cane constantly, which side note there, the cane was given to me by my grandfather. Usually that's reversed, right? But uh, not not in my case, but um, I've learned to see some of the humor in some of this over the years. And he even gave me a collapsible one so I could put it in purses or bags or whatever. Still have it to this day. But ended up having my first surgery when I was 25. So it was just a few years after I was diagnosed with the arthritis. Um, I did a newer procedure at the time called hip resurfacing, which was supposed to be better for people who were younger. Did that surgery three days after Christmas when I was 25 years old. And the first year was great. Um, I The summer after that, I was able to do a lot of different climbing activities. And I thought, I thought we were back on track. Then 
the next year I moved to Nashville and I'd had a pain in my leg that was near my my knee this time. And we thought that it was maybe because I needed to strengthen my leg, but the pain would not go away. Um, I was seeing a friend who was a personal trainer just trying to build strength um, and that wasn't helping. So by the time I got to Nashville, I was just trying to figure out how to live life with this pain. Um, over the course of the next several years, from 2007 to 2014, I was in the emergency room multiple times because of this pain. Anytime I was in the emergency room and tests would be done, nobody could find anything. Um, I was giving myself shots twice a week as well at the time to help with the arthritis um, and to help with the psoriasis, the skin disease that I had. And I probably should have had stock and Tylenol arthritis at that time too, because it was on me at all times. Then we get to the summer of 2014. I was on a trip overseas with clients when my left leg, which was di the different leg now, started hurting this in the same way that my my right leg did. And that trip um, was one of the most difficult trips. I'm, I'm very used to traveling by myself, but uh, this trip was a little different because I had to... I couldn't walk in the airport at all. I couldn't get off of airplanes. I had to be in a wheelchair, wheeled around by somebody from um, from the airport, various airports. At one point, I was literally stuck on an airplane when I landed in Oslo, Norway. Had no idea what to do. All I knew is I couldn't move because of the pain in my leg. Thankfully, the airline had somebody come and and rescue me and help me get to the train that I needed to, got my luggage for me, got me all set. Um, the flight back was horrible. Back to the United States, I was, I had ice on my legs the entire eight hours home. And I figured when I got home that I was just going to have to have hip replacement surgery on my left hip. I just thought, okay, I know what's going to happen here. But when I had an MRI done, the MRI showed that not only did I need to have my left hip replaced because the cartilage was gone in that hip, but the implant in my right leg had fallen off um, in my right in my right leg. That that was a shocker. That was hard to handle at first going, how did everybody miss this after so many years of going to the ER and doctors and thousands and thousands of dollars in doctor visits and everybody missed this? What I've learned to do is just take the knowledge that I have and figure out what to do next. And that was in August of 2014 when I found that out. And I was going into a, a really heavy season with work. My clients were, my clients had an album release and three tours from September through December. So I was supposed to be on the road a lot that fall. And I remember just going, all right, Lord, you know, I need to be out. I, I can't have surgery right now. And I also, I don't have insurance right now because i I was self-employed and, and costs were pretty expensive at the time um, for insurance. So I didn't have insurance at the time. So it was one of those, I don't, I have no idea how I'm going to pay for this too. So please Lord, we need to hold off. So I had a cortisone shot done on my left leg 
which helped immensely with the pain in my left leg. Um, and we were okay for, for that fall. Thankfully, I was able to do all that I needed to do with my clients. But then as we got into December, the pain started to come back. And I could tell that the cortisone shot was, was wearing off. As we were getting into, into December, I was having to use my cane all the time, crutches a few times. And then actually four years ago today, um, I was stuck on my bathroom floor because of a spasm that happened and was stuck for two hours um, in the most horrific pain I'd ever been in. And been in a lot of pain over the years and had thought I I could handle a lot of pain but this was this was rough I um I remember just hysterically sobbing praying crying out to God that he would take me away from this earth if this was what my life was going to be like if I had to live with that pain um but at the same time I remember feeling the Lord's presence so significantly in that moment. Um, I knew that he was right beside me as I was crying on that floor. And I knew that he could take the pain away, but I thankfully know what he says about pain. And I know that he sees beyond what I could see at the time. And I knew that he was going to continue to use where I was for a purpose and one that would bring glory to him, hopefully. Anyways, to make a long story there short, um, I was rescued by by my brother and my sweet roommate, Rebe, one of the hosts of this podcast. And they finally got me up off of the floor. I know it took a long time, but finally got me off of the floor to, to be able to sit um, on the edge of the bathtub. And from there on, I don't remember a lot. Um, because the pain was so intense. I remember that my sister came down and she thankfully went and got a wheelchair and then took me to the emergency room because God's so awesome as well. Just the week before I had seen a a doctor um, as I was searching for doctors who could do the surgery. Um, I had found a doctor and had just met with him the week before he had had a cancellation come up. So he knew my circumstances. He knew what was happening. Um, I knew the hospital that we would have surgery at when the time came, but we weren't looking at having the surgery until the following year sometime whenever I had insurance. My sister took me to the ER. She took me to the, the ER where this doctor would do the surgeries just in case he happened to have the ability to do it, ability and time. And if they said, I just, I needed to have the surgery. And from then on, like I said, I don't remember a whole lot except for pain. I remember being in the emergency room waiting and my legs just shaking. And I remember a nurse coming over and saying that it was because of the shock that my body was feeling because of the pain that it was in. Um, like there was nothing I could do about it. It was just shaking. Um, my leg, both my legs were just shaking. Um, got into the emergency room finally. And another time of how God's so awesome. The, the doctor on call was a friend of mine's wife. That day was her first day back after maternity leave. And I remember when she walked in to that emergency room, the tears just flowed because I felt like 
I finally felt peace after almost 24 hours um, of of pain. Um, I knew that she was that Allie was someone who would take care of me right away. She would get me on medication, and so sure enough, she got me on medication right away. Did X-rays. She called the surgeon that I had met with the last week, and then they ended up admitting me to the hospital. My surgeon came in the next morning and said, okay, you need to, this is emergency status. You need to have this done right away, Um, but I can't do it yet. He couldn't do it until December 23rd. So he wanted me to stay in the hospital, but he knew where things were at financially. So he sent me home with a lot of heavy medications. He told me that I had to have somebody with me at all times because of the type of medication that I was on and how heavy it was. Um, And he said it would probably also make me sick each time I had it. But that was to ensure that I wouldn't have to be in the hospital and have additional hospital bills um, until, until the day of the surgery. While I was in the emergency room, my family, my, my brother and my brother-in-law started a GoFundMe account for me because um, I had no idea how any of this was going to get paid. Within two weeks of, of that GoFundMe account, it hit almost $60,000. I remember my sister specifically praying. I can see her still to this day crying as she was praying and asking that the Lord would provide for this surgery because I'd had to pay so much myself um, by myself in in medical fees for years and and he did he completely provided so I I ended up having people babysit me around the clock until I had surgery my mom flew in from New Mexico and on December 23rd of 2014 I had I had a double hip replacement surgery which doesn't doesn't happen often for 33-year-olds. Christmas was a little different. I was in the hospital for half of Christmas. I, After that, I started physical therapy and was in physical therapy for um, usually three times a week for the first year and a half after my surgery. Still have some lingering things today, but as of right now, almost four years since my surgery, my health has never been better. The Lord has continued to provide abundantly um, all of the money that was given to me on the GoFundMe account paid for all of my medical bills. Rebe here and I remember the day the GoFundMe account went live. For days, every time I opened up any social media feed, Tiffany's picture and words about how loved she is and requests to help her fund this huge surgery were everywhere. It was so evident that God was at work. And even though I was overwhelmed by how much pain she was in because, you know, we were roommates and I, you know, was watching her go through this. At the same time, it was actually really cool to get a front row seat to people rallying behind Tiffany as they made a miracle happen. It was amazing how the Lord provided that. I have so many different stories of how the Lord provided abundantly during that season. And I think it shows that he doesn't always take our pain away, but he knows and he provides and he's going to use our pain for a purpose. I see chronic illness differently. I think that a lot of people who haven't experienced chronic illness, there's a lot of compassion for people who have chronic illness, but I also 
don't want them to try to use it as a crutch to not live life. Gosh, as I I get emotional a little bit about this, um, but it just shows how God's in the details of our chronic pain. Growing up, um, my dad had a brain tumor when I was really little. And the Lord, as he was literally about to have surgery, completely surgery prepped. This was a surgery to remove, to to try to remove the tumor. Um, This was back in 1985. God healed him of it. He didn't have to have the surgery, which is amazing. But my dad since then has limped on his right side because of the brain tumor. And my dad was um, was a Marine. He lettered in, I, print, I think, pretty much every sport in high school and was super active even up until his brain tumor, like on the church softball team. I never saw it as a disability at all. I never thought it as a disability. I saw my dad continue to live life. I saw him to go on to get his PhD. And he has such an incredible testimony. So as a child growing up, being able to watch my dad, I didn't realize how impactful that would be to me as an adult facing my own chronic pain and surgeries and such. So I had such an example of somebody who didn't let their, who didn't let their physical issues define them or stop them from doing what the Lord had called him to do. That just shows me that the Lord has been in the midst of all of my health journey, that I would get to have my dad as an example to me so that I knew not to ever give up at all. So I I know chronic pain is so hard and I know it can be so debilitating. So if you have chronic pain, please know you're not alone. If you're someone who's dealing with chronic pain or honestly any any kind of pain at all, here's a list that I'd like to share with you that has helped me. Um, first, be in God's word daily. Our feelings, no matter whatever we're walking through, change. And we can't rely upon our feelings, but we can rely upon God's word. Hide his word in your heart so during those difficult seasons, you can call to mind what he says about who you are. To develop community, it's so easy to isolate and the enemy tries to use this, but you need to be in community. Three goes along with number two, but humble yourself and learn to ask for help when needed. I know it's hard, but it's worth it. Sometimes you're forced, as I was, but it's beneficial. It might not be as dramatic as being on a bathroom floor for two hours, but you know, sometimes the Lord uses things to get our attention. So, Learn to ask for help. It's it's a good thing. Four, keep a journal and write down your journey so you can see God in the midst of what you're walking through. Five, change your perspective to a heavenly one. So often we only think about our circumstances when we need to focus our perspective on heaven. Six, walk in expectation of healing. Even if it doesn't happen here on earth, it will happen in heaven. Seven, music. Music plays such a huge role in my life. And I found that it's so helpful to have a playlist of songs that are all about faith and pointing back to Jesus. Fill your mind with scripture. Eight goes along with seven as well, but have reminders of God's word around you, even if it's 
even if it's verses in your car, if it's scripture around your home, have those reminders so that in those times of doubt, you see those around you all the time. They can be reminders of what God says. Me personally, you don't obviously have to do this, but I'd really wanted to get a tattoo that says walk by faith on it. Um, My right leg is what I like to call my problem child leg. It's been the leg that's had the most issues. Um, When I had surgery, my surgeon found metal pieces throughout my right leg. So there's just been some some additional healing that's had to happen with that leg. So um, about a year ago, I... I got a tattoo in my handwriting that says walk by faith um, because that's been such that's been like my life motto since I was diagnosed with this. And it's fun to get to tell people why I have that when they've asked about it, about why why I have the tattoo. And then the last one, this is for people if you don't deal with chronic pain, but you have friends or family members that deal with chronic pain. Remember that it's difficult to understand if you haven't been there. You don't need to fix them. You don't need to fix the issue. Just be there with that person and seek out ways to help that person. More than anything else, remember that it's okay to not be okay, but remember to keep your focus on Jesus and don't stop walking by faith. In closing, remember that it's okay to not be okay, but also remember to keep your focus on Jesus and don't ever stop walking by faith. Remember, God is so faithful and he loves you more than you can ever imagine. And he's going to walk right beside you through whatever pain you're walking through, whether it be heart pain or physical pain. He's not ever going to leave you or forsake you at all. So walk by faith, trust him, know that he will use your pain for a purpose. If you're walking through pain right now of heart or of the body, please know that you are not the only one. You are not alone. Women like Tiffany have gone before you. They've stayed the course, and they're here to remind you that your story is worth fighting for. That doesn't mean what you're going through isn't really hard, and we are so sorry that you're having to walk through this. But God can literally use any story or circumstance, no matter how awful, to bring about something great. We're praying this story gives you a step towards God's perspective on your beautiful, valuable life. And to Tiffany, you are so loved. Thank you for being so honest about what you went through and using your story to show us how powerful a life of walking by faith can be. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 6-7